0: gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight lsu versus Ole miss recap how did the tigers after the film breakdown how did they go on a 42 to 3 run we'll talk about all the positives there were so many positives as lsu beat the Ole Miss Rebels 45-20. to 20. We will talk about that. Some things that they struggled with early, but as good coaching does, makes in-game adjustments. Brian Kelly, Matt House, and Mike Denbrock firing on all cylinders this past Saturday. Obviously, we know that they have the bye week this upcoming week, and then in two weeks, we'll face in prime time, Saturday night in Death Valley. If you some It will be Saturday night in Death Valley as the Tigers will take on Alabama at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's going to get loud. It's going to get rowdy. And by the way, it is for the number one overall seed in the SEC West. It's going to be a good one. Well, speaking of those uh, people in Alabama that don't have many teeth we will look forward to them and talk briefly about Alabama how LSU what they can start doing in the bye week some things that I've already seen that hopefully LSU can capitalize on but we have two very strong weeks to look into them and we will do that as much as we can we're not going to talk a lot about them we will talk some um, as, guys listen two weeks is a long time It's a very long time uh, indeed, so we'll talk on them uh, throughout this week and next. Carter Bryant, the power, Carter the power, joins us at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we will get to the SEC Week 8 and recap all of that. So let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get started, and let me make an announcement. Shout out to our good friends over at TuneIn Radio. We are live right now on TuneIn. So, if you got the TuneIn app, go to Believe Sports Radio. If you want to hear your boy, you can. So, shout out to our good friends over at Believe and our good friends over at TuneIn as your boy's making moves up in this piece, We're making moves more than screech on a chessboard. Maybe saying screech on this show and making moves like him after what he did when he was on Saved by the Bell is not a good thing. Um but you get my gist uh jason Tabor sends us some stars via super or via uh facebook thank you so much john Bellin says makai wingo had a game he sure did and luckett says there's a way that's a way to get me laughing if you're talking about coach Prost, absolutely jack davis says number 92 wingo is the best transfer portal pickup after Jaden daniels who would have thunk huh Hey, what's got two guy, what's got two thumbs and thought that was the truth all along? This guy. <laughs> y'all love y'all some Jane Daniels now, don't you, boy? Y'all love some Jane Daniels now. I see some of y'all out there on the Twitter sphere saying Jane Daniels for Heisman. <laughs> yeah, Pooh Bear says rest in peace. Rest in peace to Screech. Yeah, can't have. Never mind. Never mind. Nope, can't do this day one on the radio. Nope, Mm-mm. can't talk about prostitutes. Nope, Mm-mm. can't talk about how he really died. Uh, Royce Pierce, what's up, buddy? Sends us $20 via Super Chat on YouTube, we do have a poll on uh, YouTube right now. Do you think the LSU Tigers beat Alabama in two weeks? But he says, experience my first LSU SEC game Saturday. Whoa. All righty then. Says, wow, just wow. It was amazing. Hell of a game I got to experience. Go Tigers. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes, indeed. As my sister sister is uh, FaceTiming me live on the radio right now. Hello, sister. How are you? We're doing good. You're calling me during work, though. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Check your boy out on Facebook. I'll call you in an hour. All right. I'm out there. <laughs> All right. Oh, are you serious? All right. You call me. You FaceTime me during the show. We're going to answer and put you on blast. <laughs> but, Royce, thanks for the Super Chat, buddy, and congrats to you for experiencing your first um, your first game. Uh, Mark Spell says, Bama can S-T-T-D-B. Godly, man, y'all are really, y'all are really making me, uh, you're pushing the limit our first day on radio, officially. Uh, John says, JD5 is Ryan, the Ryan Paraloo we wanted. <laughs> man, it's just so wild to hear the fan base behind JD5 right now. If you missed it, though, if you missed it, uh, we did post Jane Daniels' stats uh, over the last two games, guys. He's absolutely killed it. He has absolutely killed the it killed it in these last two weeks. You got to give it to him, man. You got to give it to JD Five and everything that he's been doing, really and truthfully, really and truthfully over the last three weeks. Um, but you know, people don't want to talk about, uh, that, but if you did miss it, let me pull it up here very quickly, uh, before we get rolling, I'm going to share my screen right quick Pooh bear, but these are Jane Daniels stats. If you've missed it, Jane Daniels has gone 44 and I'm sorry for the, those who can't see this on the radio, but nevertheless, we're going to read them out to you. Jane Daniels over the last two weeks is 44 of 60. 73% completion percentage, 597 yards, five TDs, no interceptions, 37 rushes, 165 yards, 4.46 yards per carry, and six tutties. I mean, dude, he's absolutely destroying the game. I mean, he's absolutely destroying it, so you got to give your hat off uh, to Jayden in these last two weeks, giving, um, giving just really LSU a pulse. Uh, Kevin Dixon says, Blake, is your sister 18 and kind of with it? Um, first off, my si- I am the youngest of four. And second off, no, my sister is not with it. I don't know what that means. Pooh Bear, what does he mean? I don't know what he means. Um, no, you can't date my sister. <laughs> I don't care who you are. Uh, maybe, I mean, she might be still in a chat somewhere. I don't know. I think this is her here. Carrie. Yep. This is my sister here. She says, it's your sister again. This time I'm on live. There you go. There you go. Minimize my chats. What do you mean? Let me know what I do wrong. (laughs) I don't know what I did wrong. Oh, that's why you don't produce your own show. People. That's why you don't produce your own show. That's why you got to have handy dandy people um with you um oh yeah that's why you don't produce your show that's why you can't do it uh otis says what radio station you're on we will be on tune in so go to the believe side of things and you'll see it uh blaine smith says baskerville is playing at a high level very high level man you got to get look what's crazy is and and been a crazy development uh over the last couple of weeks or last couple of years really I mean, look at what LSU's done at linebacker, guys that have gone into the NFL draft and really made names for themselves going into their senior year. Obviously, we know about Demon Clark last year. Then you got Baskerville. Then you got Queen. I mean, man, it's just been absolutely unreal at that position, the one guy that's been standing out. And now you have guys like Harold Perkins. I thought Greg Penn, although he had one really, really bad miss on a crossing route that Ole Miss gave to him, I, I, th- I th- guys, in the running game, he, he, you cannot replace him. Uh, I, I'm very much sold on him in the running game. He's got to get better uh, at, at, in the pass coverage, but I think that he will. All right, last one. Then we'll get to the break. Zay Witt says Blake has been saying for the longest that Perkins was different. He was not lying. He's been different, man. He's a game changer. Harold Perkins. Look, the one can, comp- the one if not only complaint that I've had, complaint. You do have to find ways to get him involved, but you can't. And Brian Kelly's dead right when he says this. You cannot put him on the inside. You know, when like guys like Carter or myself or, or people who watch film religiously, when he was inside at times, they were running it right at him. Let him rush the passer, let him be on the outside. That's where he affects the game the most until he can get stronger, more experience on how to get around those blocks etc etc but you got to keep number 40 in the game at all times they were even times taking out bj then they found their comfort zone getting both of them on the field at the same time so alabama's going to have to expect that because lsu doesn't have a choice they're going to have to continue to do that all right let's get this thing rolling everybody do us a favor so many of you are watching this live right now on facebook do us a favor hit the like and share share to all of those facebook groups those LSU Facebook groups, share to your own social media pages. We greatly appreciate you doing that. If you're listening to us on YouTube, there's a poll up. uh, Vote on the poll. We're giving away $300. You don't have long. You have about a week uh, to get this done. If we get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube, one lucky subscriber will get 300 bones. We might give it to two people if we're able to get there sooner rather than later so if you haven't subscribed hit that uh, hit that subscribe button and notification bell if you are listening to us on the tune in app or you listen to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts rate review subscribe all of that good stuff we greatly greatly appreciate and before we do get to the break i got to give a shout out to our newest sponsor over here at ays synergy resources llc we are happy to announce our brand new partnership with the good folks over at Synergy Resources, your hydraulic and industrial hose connection team. Check them out on at SynergyRESLLC.net. That's SynergyRESLLC.net or give Tully a call today at 337-552-1919. That's 337-552-1919. Let them know that your good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by and they do it all around the entire Gulf coast guys. I trust them with everything that we're doing. You know, that when we bring someone on the team that we, they have our full trust. So give them a call today again at the number, at the number we just provided. All right, let's do this. Let's get to our first break guys. We got a lot to break down here. What LSU did right last weekend going on that 42 to three run. Also that can, that can, and maybe very likely can translate into Alabama in two weeks saturday night in death valley but we'll talk about that after the break guys we'll be back in one minute stay tuned we'll be right back bent is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports contest events with the first to market odds in lines find reviews for all the news for each league including major league baseball nfl nba nhl combat sports college sports Esports and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Fifty. That's Believe Fifty B L E A V five zero to receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, mono chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs Right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see him over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give him a call at 225 664 9992. 225 664 9992. Tell him your good friend, Play Graffino. Sit you on by. So listen, everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share if you're just joining us. But let's get this thing started, y'all. Kevin Dixon says, Joe Sizzle saying JD5 better than Burrow. Um, stop. <laughs> y'all need to stop. I like Jane Daniels a lot. Stop it. <laughs> Y'all come on, dude. Come on. Hal Jubin. Uh nope, wrong person. Uh LSU Sportsman X says Perkins could be our best running back too if he wanted. It's very true. Very, very, very true. Um, I think he could too. Pooh Bear, you can bring that comment up. I can't I can't find it uh barrett granger oh go ahead go ahead edo says props to jd for the last two weeks he did exactly what i had been wanting to see from him said that took sick sad it took six, six weeks edo with all due respect brother you know it, it's funny that you guys do stuff like that like the backhanded compliments like you didn't say that did you say that about burrow no you didn't What happens is some people run and cower when somebody comes at them and says that you're wrong. Guys, I come on this show all the time and talk about where I'm wrong. Take it. You're going to be wrong if you talk a lot about sports. Get over it. (laughs) Get over it. 571 straight episodes have taught me. Get over it. Jesus Christ. The backhanded compliments, man. The kid could damn near go perfect, and you're still going to bitch, whine, and complain. Uh, Barrett Granger says, Greg Brooks, INT changed the game. Yeah, Joe Fuchsia had the one in the end zone. Uh, but you're right. That did change the game. So let's start there. Look, what are some things that did happen? Uh, look, LSU, you know, I, I said this I think three uh, three or four weeks ago whenever they played Auburn. And my description or my thought or my process was that they were, it's a lot like Rocky Three, right? Like you keep getting beat up, beat up, beat up. You kind of got to find your swagger again. In comes maybe a guy that was a rival that nobody, you know, some people didn't really like. He comes in, he takes over your training camp, a.k.a. Apollo Creed, a.k.a. Brian Kelly. He takes over it. The culture starts changing. LSU's just a fighter, man. They go down 17-3. to 3, They never stop punching. The crazy thing about LSU, you know, For those first six weeks that Everdo talked about, everybody said that LSU doesn't have an identity. Well, they have an identity identity offensively now. Guys, they ran the ball 48 times for over 200 yards. That is an identity. Jane Daniels, Zone read, RPO sprinkled into that. Small little quick screens. They are getting the ball out to their playmakers. They're taking shots. You know, I saw the stat that LSU released to people that, oh, well, Jane didn't take any, you know, and some people were like, well, Jane didn't take any shots. They gave the projections of, where Jaden had the most success at these pockets and this and that. And the deep passes, he only had one that it was shown to Jeray Jenkins, the one that was the touchdown this past Saturday. But, oh, how we forget the shot to Brian Thomas Jr. that was a pass interference. The shot to Malik Neighbors that was a pass interference on both sides of the same, on the same end zone, but on different pylons. Guys, they're hitting on all cylinders. And regardless of what we think, believe, whatever, this offense is finding their rhythm. Does it? Has it taken them some time? Sure, and I'm okay with that. But if you would have told me this, if you would have told me in the offseason that at the bye week, LSU goes into the Alabama game tied for the SEC West lead, that they will play Alabama to see who can win the SEC West, sign me up. Now maybe it's not what we thought it was going to be. Maybe it wasn't the way that we looked at it. Maybe we didn't think we would lose to Florida State. Maybe we didn't think we would lose to Tennessee the way that we did. The truth is, you didn't lose to Tennessee as bad as some people think. When you break that game down, and as Brian Kelly alluded to in the post game press conference, guys, we could have kept that game close. I'm not, and Brian Kelly's so right when he says this. He's not in the business of keeping games close. He wants to win them and that <clears throat> excuse me, and that's what happened in Tennessee, against Tennessee. But look, as we sit here on a Monday, October the 24th, you can beat Alabama. Is it going to be very tough? Yep. Yep. They're a damn good team. Don't let what the national media tells you about Alabama or your soft beliefs about Alabama make you believe that they're not a good team. Guys, they're a really, 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 really good team. The thing is, is that you can beat them. You can beat them. Speaking of the fighter that we were just talking about, going back to another Rocky reference, if they are Ivan Drago, the man can bleed. The man can bleed. You can, you can beat them. It's going to take a Herculean effort. You can't have the mistakes that you had. And let me tell you this, you can't go down 17-3 to 3 against them. I know sometimes players want to go home during the bye week. There are some things I'm hearing that the, some of the players and the starters aren't going home during the bye week. They know what this game means. Brian Kelly will be out and recruiting sounds good. Players will be here ready to go. That's what you want to hear. Hey, remember the last time the players didn't go home during a bye week? Because I remember. The interesting thing is, is even in this win, you know, we talked about this a lot Saturday morning in the SEC show. We talked about this Thursday on our last LSU show before the game. Don't tell me anymore that Brian Kelly can't win the big game. Blake, you were favored. Vegas said you were favored. Yeah, they don't like losing money. The number seven team in the country came in the Death Valley, and quite honestly, cheeks clapped. Clapped cheeks. All night long. All night long. Players need a standing ovation. Coaching staff needs a standing ovation. Because it didn't take LSU until halftime to make adjustments. It didn't take Matt House until halftime to make adjustments. It took him a quarter. Matt House knew once he saw Jay Ward absolutely demolish Jackson Dart, and then when Jaqueline Roy fell on him and knocked the win out of him, he knew that he was broken. All that Matt House continued to do, it's so on second and third down, he went after Jackson Dart. Micah Baskerville was hitting him religiously. Baskerville hit him, meaning Jackson Dart, the Ole Miss quarterback. That led to a Joe Fouché interception. If you go back and watch the play, Jackson Dart's on his back foot just throwing it out there, praying to sweet baby Jesus above. Oh, dear God. Six ounce, or eight pound, six ounce, newborn baby Jesus. Please don't let Mr. Fouché intercept that pass. And one-handed reeled it in. I hate to say this. Actually, I don't hate to say it. Quite honestly, in year one under Brian Kelly, I can't believe I'm saying it. We're back. Let me play this again. LSU fans. We're back. It is what it is. Guys, you will be going into week 10 fighting for the SEC West crown. You may lose the game, but now the floor is not seven and five, six and six. The floor now is eight and four. It's eight and four. That's the absolute floor. This team can be nine and three. You can beat Arkansas. You can easily beat UAB. You can beat Texas A&M. And God bless it if Brian Kelly in year one goes to a New Year's Six Bowl and gets a 10th win. Because if he's able to pull this off, And we'll wait and see. It'll be six straight seasons that Brian Kelly has 10 wins. And the offense doesn't look like it's slowing down. Going into the game, or going back and talking about the game. Guys, LSU has an identity. They're running the football and taking shots and getting the ball out to their playmakers. Multiple times. Multiple times getting quick screens to Malik neighbors. That little new little wrinkle they have in the running game where they're pitching it out to Amar, Armani Goodwin and letting him use his speed to get to the edge. And you know what? I got to give a massive shout out to Keishan Bouti. Let me tell you what I don't care about. I do, let me back up. I do care about it, but it doesn't bother me. Keishan Bouti had two drops when I went back and watched the game. Two drops. But you know what he didn't do? On Kayshawn Booty's last drop of the game, the very next play, LSU would throw a quick screen to Malik Neighbors. It would go for 14 yards. Kayshawn Booty was downfield blocking his ass off. That is leadership. That is buying in. Guys, quite honestly, that's Brian Kelly. If you go back and watch the game, look, man, Wide receivers blocking downfield has been astronomically fantastic for what they're trying to accomplish in the quick game. You, don't, you do not accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with lazy play. Do you remember the Mason Taylor little quick out route, in the, or quick little route out in the flat going up the sidelines? Do you know who sprung that? His, he wears number seven. His name is Booty. Jure Jenkins, you have buy-in on this team. A year ago, you had no idea that Brian Kelly was going to be your head coach. Ed Orzron had already been fired. Don't see the national media talking that shit now, do they? Or do you? It's funny because, you know, I, I see people like Big Game Boomer. I see people like Lane Kiffin. Trying to troll Brian Kelly for the Danny Lewis recruiting video. Lane, are you <clears throat> Lane? Are you laughing now? Hey Kiffin, are you laughing now? Are you trying to troll Brian Kelly now? Because the last time you did something like this. When you did it to Nick Saban, he clapped your cheeks. You did it to Brian Kelly, he clapped your cheeks. Maybe it's time you stop going your stupid ass on Twitter and start playing the game. Because when you go after coaches like Nick Saban, when you go after coaches like Brian Kelly, they beat your ass. That's what happens. A brief look into Alabama. Guys, you scored 90 points the last two weeks. If you remotely, remotely have the same level of success offensively that you've done the last two weeks, guys, there's a very strong possibility you come out with a W. But you got to be able to do it couple more before we get to uh, Carter Bryant, who'll be joining us in about a minute. <clears throat> let me let me say this. There should be a... Um, there should be an apology letter from LSU fans to the following people, following coaches. Brad Davis sits on top of that list. Remember how everybody talked about how, oh, well, Brad Davis isn't as good as we thought he was. You and not said it recently, have you? <clears throat> what you have to do sometimes is you've got to be a little bit patient. Would you rather be Oklahoma? Would you rather be Oklahoma? Would you rather be Texas? Guys, first-year head coaches rarely have tons of success. Brian Kelly is having success. There's a reason why he kept Brad Davis. Guys, the offensive line is coming together, and it's only going to continue to get better. You have recruits like the Lance Hurd that are coming in. Tyree Adams, who quite honestly, maybe in the state of Louisiana, is having the best overall senior season that we've seen in an offensive lineman in this state in a long time. Guys, I watched Tyree Adams' film More than I care to to probably say on this show. They're going to continue to get better. Another part of this apology letter, and it it can be issued by me, Charles Turner. Please come to the front. Charles Turner is playing really, really well, guys. Really, really, really well. All to the foundation that Brian Kelly's building. Okay. Let's get to a couple comments. Uh, and then Carter Bryant will, should be joining us soon. My my dog needs to hurry his, his crazy ass up, though. Needs to hurry up. All right, let's see. Uh, Bear Granger says, y'all get off Ed. It, it's getting ridiculous. I don't know what's going on in the comments. You can't make underhanded comments, though, man. You can't make underhanded comments. I don't know what's going on, Zach. Pooh Bear, monitor monitor the chat. I have no idea what's going on. James Fortenberry on YouTube says hashtag ask like, do you think Coach Prime comes to the SEC next year? I think that's a good question. I don't I don't know. Um, you should listen. Maybe I mean Pooh Bear uh, has his show the, in the HBCU Hour on. Um. um On Wednesdays, maybe you can ask them. Look, they're not going to. Pooh Bear's not going to agree with me on this or Ant. Um, (sighs) Do I think he goes to SEC next year? I don't know. Do I think he leaves Jackson State within the next two years? Yes. Yes, because I think what's going to happen is. Look, kinda of what's already happening. College game day going to Jackson State, somebody's gonna offer Dion an ungodly amount of money. I know that he's there for to do this and to do for the HBC for HBCUs more than you know, than money, and I understand that. But at what you know, at what point does Dion make the leap? I, I do believe Deion makes the leap. When he makes the leap, um I, I don't I don't know. I don't know, uh, Carter. We can't see you. <laughs> if you can hear us, Carter, we can't see you. All right, couple more, and then we'll get we'll get try to get to Carter. Um, ass corn, <laughs> corn dog, on Facebook says Charles Turner is playing his ass off. He he really is. He really 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 is. Um, uh, boogie season says hashtag ask Blake. Do you think Bryce Young is a hundred percent? Um. I don't think anybody in the SEC at this point is um, is a hundred percent. Like I, I don't, I, I don't think that anybody's hundred percent. Is he playing well enough to where LSU can win? I don't know. All right, let's get to this. Let's get to our good friends over Grandco, the Grandco.com. We will return with Carter the Power Bryant when we return. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta 8 company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the wake and bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code ays25 that's thegramco.com ays25 promo code to get 25 percent off of your order jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays anniversaries and everyday use gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside as the state of louisiana no medical card is needed and shipping is very discreet you must be 21 years older to order again that's thegramco.com Use that promo code AYS25. We're back. Are, are you swatting mosquitoes or, or what? <laughs> no. Huh? 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 <laughs> what are we what no. are we doing here? Like what are, are you trying to swat up this uh, SWAT off those white women? Like huh? what are we trying huh? to do? Look, no, you could take me. look, you could take away the white women. But, my God, do not take away my pork chops. That's all I got to say.
1: Huh? <laughs> huh? Huh? No, my fiancé's sister tore her rotator cuff. Ah! So, I am, uh, you know, dealing with that. But just out here supporting baby. But I got to tell you this, Blake. Okay. Tell me, Carter. We got ourselves a good tackle football team, baby. <laughs> are you so- yeah, I'm going to be as, as clear as I possibly can. So before the season began, you and I had a phone conversation about we, what we thought LSU's final record would be. And look, college football's random, right? Like, you know, Missouri lost a game to Auburn earlier in the year that, you know, the running back just held onto the ball through the goal line. They win. They, they, win. Mm-hmm. they win. So college football's random, right? But I honestly thought with the way that the roster was – that LSU was at best an 8 and 4 team if every ball bounced your way they were a 9 and 3 team but here's what's really interesting about this Blake is this is a sign of a bold coaching staff this is a sign of a coaching staff who is willing to change things up it is crazy and i want everyone to take this in right now and really think about this it is wild how different the roster looks now and how different it looked versus Florida State and how different it looked during the spring game, right? And what that tells me, Blake, is Brian Kelly's done a really good job of seeing things that aren't working and quickly moving on to things that actually do work, right? And that's the sign of a, of a good coaching staff because right now LSU should not be a 6-2 and two team. And they are. And you, you give BK and that staff a lot of credit. Yeah, so listen,
0: Carter, I, I said this just a minute ago. I want to get your thoughts on this. I think the floor now is eight and four. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what's crazy is is where we thought that they'd be, you can beat Arkansas, right? Like you can beat UAB. God bless it, you're more than likely going to beat you Texas four and eight. My, my question is, Carter, is this. Hypothetically, if let's just take the Alabama game out and let's say you do have three losses, but you run the table after that. Just don't want to get into the argument at the current moment. Brother, if he gets this LSU roster, Brian Kelly gets his LSU roster to 10 wins. Carter, watch out because they're only going to get better, brother. They're not going to be taking steps back. That is the thing to me that gives me the chills. What
1: about you? Same thing here, Blake. And, look, if he were to do that, he would win Coach of the Year in most most years. But, you know, it's got to go to Josh Heupel if they continue to do what they're doing right now. Um, And you give Clark Lee a lot of credit, you know, getting Vanderbilt competitive this year. But, yeah, I mean, Blake, just from top down, it's just amazing what he's done. And, look, there was a lot of true freshman playing. And that's actually a good thing because – you know, a guy. let's just take a guy like DeMario Tolan, who's shot himself up the depth chart, right? Um, that's a guy who's going to be a starter, hopefully, you know, in a championship run maybe next year or the year after that. So, you know, look, it, coaching is really difficult, and it's just amazing how different the transformation was from where LSU was last year to where they are now. It's a complete
0: and, 180, Carter, really, and truthfully.
1: And, and Blake, you 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 know me, right? You know that I'm not – you know, just sunshine pumper. No, it you're re- the
0: opposite. You try to look at the worst to try to see the better. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. You you start mm. from a skeptical point of view, right? You start from there to where you are now. And look, I mean, the, you know, all the way down to special teams, right? Things are starting to get, you know, shored up a little bit. And look, that's a sign of a, of a good coaching staff. I'll tell you this, Ed Orgeron would not have this team 6-2 and two right now. A lot of coaches wouldn't have this team 6-2 uh, and two right now. And yeah, you can make a case that, You know, the Auburn game, you know, you had the ball bounce your way in that game, and you had a few other things, you know, go your way. But that's a sign of a gritty coaching staff. That's a sign of a gritty team. And, you know, Blake, you look at this game versus Ole Miss, you know, obviously that's the third game where LSU's come back from two possessions down, and they win. We all saw what they did versus Auburn. We all saw what they did versus Mississippi State. But it is very interesting, right? Like, Jaden missed throws early in the game, and they still came back and won the game comfortably so that tells us something else about let's say someone like Jaden daniels he's a quarterback that gives you a high floor right doesn't give you the absolute highest ceiling because if he did he would be you know the absolute best thrower of the football there is but the good thing about Jaden daniels being the quarterback of your team and look in the film study i'm sure a lot of people have watched it we have a lot of crossover reviewers yeah there were some throws that he missed early on that, you know, especially on the first drive that you would like to see him complete, but this is the simple truth, Blake. He doesn't turn the football over and he is a truly not great, but transcendent runner of the football. No, I think you could
0: say great Carter.
1: I mean, I think you can say great from a speed perspective. Yeah, but he's transcendent. He is transcendent running like as good as it gets as a runner. I see what you're Yes, so even better than great. Right. Transcendent. right he's right. one of I, mm-hmm. like he's he's closer to Cam than he is like everybody else when it comes to running. Not overall quarterback He's close
0: <laughs> He's closer to Lamar than Danny Etling. Right,
1: exactly. Cuz normally you know, <laughs> people God respect Danny Etling. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but but here's what a lot of people did early in the year, Blake. They said, uh, okay. well, you know, they they compared Jaden Daniels a lot. To Jordan Jefferson right yeah and they're nowhere close to the same because Jordan wasn't close to being that level of a runner that Jaden is he is truly slippery he is amongst the SEC's best at breaking tackles for anybody Blake I'm not just talking about quarterbacks I'm not just talking about wide receivers or running backs or tight ends or whatever it may be he breaks a lot of tackles. And it it shows, right? If you're a tired defense, it, it is really tough, and it's a very unique challenge. Um, so, you know, with Jay at your quarterback, yeah. You know, against Alabama, you're probably going to hope that he can make a few of the throws that he missed early versus Ole Miss. But his running ability is truly transcendent, and it wins LSU a lot of games.
0: Carter, I said this, uh, and, and listen, you know I- – I'll just advise our listeners what we, me and you both do. I'll break down the film, then I'll list, watch yours, and we'll, you know, come together on things that right. we saw and, and talked about. The one thing that I think is the most like nobody's talking about, bro, the wide receivers blocking in the running game and on the yes. screen game is absolutely ridiculous. Let me, I said this, I want your thoughts on this. I am okay, okay, not fine, you know, just okay. I am okay with a Kayshawn Bouti drop or two of them if you're going to throw a screen to Malik Neighbors and he's blocking a dude 14 yards down the field for a first down. They are exceptional. Right now, the last two weeks, wide receivers blocking down film. When you watch film, that's such an unwritten thing that nobody talks about when you watch it. How
1: just great have they been at that? Blake, this past weekend versus Ole Miss – that was the best. I mean, the absolute best since twenty nineteen LSU. I've seen LSU wide receivers and tight ends block. Hey, I and, I, and I,
0: Mason I, Taylor, dude, to even throw him in there. It's ungodly how good that young man's becoming.
1: And he was a horrible blocker. I, mean, <laughs> I he, know he, he, he was. And then this past weekend, he he was amazing. He looked like Kittle. I mean, it was that. <laughs> it was that good. It was right. That Freaking good. Um, and I saw Ant comment, are you at a haunted house? Uh, I am, man. How did you know? Uh, 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 uh. He's no, gonna um, still
0: he's gonna steal Saban's
1: soul. <laughs> right? Uh, still uh, that uh, short uh. bastard soul. <laughs> no, I am I am out in the boonies though, but that's the thing. I never miss this segment. This is my favorite time of the week, man. But look, you're right, Blake. And you know, it, it, what we do sometimes as football fans is we just think of blocking as just an offensive line thing it's an everybody thing everybody's got to block outside of the quarterback right and even sometimes they have to block and look you're right Blake I I I was kind of shocked and you give Cortez Hankton a lot of credit because last year under you know Mickey Joseph they were not a good blocking unit they missed a lot uh, of blocks and this past weekend was by far the best I've seen it now you do give the coaching staff a lot of credit when it comes to that. But honestly, it's the players want to. Blocking mm-hmm. is a thing that you want to do. That is something that you got to buy into doing. It is something that honestly does require a lot of effort because, look, you know, the receivers, uh, they're, they're all great. They know that they could be number ones on other teams and they would get all double digit targets uh, somewhere else but they're still buying in and getting out there and putting their bodies on the line for this team. It honestly, is a really good thing to see. And, you know, once again, I'm not sunshine pumper, but when you see those little things, Blake, those little things, that means that everybody's starting to believe into what Mike Denbrock is telling them, believe into what Matt House is telling them, and most importantly, believe what Brian Kelly is telling them. And when you do those little things, it goes a long way.
0: Carter, uh, this is what geeks me out. Okay, it's not necessarily the blowout win it, because that does. It's the fact that you hear stories like Kayshawn Booty running up to Brian Kelly saying, "Hey, Coach, listen, I want you to talk about how great the defense played this you know after the second quarter and and picked us up." Carter, that it's foundation lane, you know, and, and so. I think that now everybody around the country is just starting to see what Brian Kelly's doing. And when you have Kayshaun Booty doing that, it's absolutely amazing. Let me get your thoughts on this, uh, too. The defense, after the second quarter, only giving up three points, or really six points in the second quarter because it was an early field goal in, in the second quarter. Matt House starts sending pressure, and Jackson Dart just could not get away from it. When you broke down the film, what did you see the difference in the, in the scheme defensively?
1: Yeah, Blake, it's important, like especially with defense, that you separate what you see from what the stat books tell you Agreed. and what the actual film tells you. Those are three completely different things. And one player who I think is not getting enough credit and we see him in the stat book, you know, leading LSU in tackles a lot. It's Micah Baskerville. Baskerville. It, 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 you, look, it, it's like, it's like, it's like that, that chemistry right there. We got great chemistry, Blake. It's true, right? Because, look, if Micah Baskerville's name was Damon Clark and his name, and he wore number 18, and he would, uh, his face would be plastered on everything LSU. It would be Butkus Award. It would be, it would be all over the place. But it's narratives, right? You know, it's it's part of it. And look, you know, Micah Baskerville, you know, missed a couple springs, and he, he started off. Well, he missed two springs ago, and then he started off third string, and he just, you know, through a true meritocracy, worked his way up the depth chart because he's clearly LSU's best linebacker, and it's, and, and I'm saying like traditional off ball linebacker, he's ridiculous, and it's time for us to put him in the Patrick Queen. It's time for us to put him in the uh, you know, Perry Riley. Yes, yeah. yeah. yes. And and it's not like of course it's hard to get the Devin White's level, but he's he's reached that next tier. Uh the Kelvin Shepherds, the Kevin Minters of the World, he's playing that good, right? And Look, this is a guy who, uh, you know, had to buy in. And obviously he did. And he's been LSU's best player defensively. And look, Harold Perkins deserves all the credit in the world because he did change everything. And, you know, I'm a Harold Perkins guy. Blake, you know, I was beating the drum for this kid for the longest, right? No, you said but he was a bust. Anyway, I said it was a bust. <laughs> but the simple truth is this Micah Baskerville has been that good. And, He's changing a lot of what LSU can do defensively. And, you know, look, Greg Penn had a better game this past weekend. But, you know, basketball, with everything that's changing around him has consistently from, you know, wire to wire here, been LSU's best linebacker. And to me, Blake, that just shows me a lot of character from that guy.
0: So let's go to Harold Perkins. Carter,
1: I, I get what Brian Kelly says about putting him
0: in the inside right now. When right. there've been times that he's gone in the inside, teams have attacked him solely. And that I understand. He's Brian Kelly's not wrong there. He's a thousand percent correct. The other problem with that that Brian Kelly also addressed in his postgame press conference, he goes, guys, I mean, we're taking out BJ O'Jolari for Harold Perkins at points throughout uh the game. They got to find in two weeks how to get both 18 and 40 on the field at every given moment, right? Like, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to scheme that open.
1: Yeah, and look, it it gets into, like, you know, schematics as to how you do that. What I would say about that, though, is for the opposing coach to say what he said about Harold Perkins, you know, that bit of specificity when – you know, and then call his, him just a number. Call him by his government name. Right. The the, the truth The truth is Harold Perkins changed the game. And the one thing he does, if he's playing the Jack role, right, because what you have to do on a base down, if you will, is you have to take B.J. Ojolari out and put Harold Perkins in that role. While B.J. is the better pass rusher, Harold Perkins is the more complete player. Agreed. Right? And what, and, and what LSU did, just you know, and you can go see the film study and get the full breakdown there, but what, what they did was they tightened their defensive alignment, and you give Ollie Gay a lot of credit. It was also his best game, obviously. Of his LSU much, career, in my it, opinion. It was, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. And obviously, you know, Mekhi Wingo played unbelievably as well. We'll go to, him. We'll go to
0: him next. We'll go to him yeah.
1: next. But Harold Perkins, what, he, what they did was they didn't always line him up on the line and they had him spread out wide. And what that does just in general is it changes what you have to think about pre-snap as far as a play caller and a quarterback, right? Right. The guy isn't just a static linebacker who, you know, isn't going to, you know, fall back into coverage. So let's take one play. We probably all remember it. The the holding penalty that B.J. O'Jelari had on, you know, Casey, uh, the, the tight end. The screen. Uh, when he was the little trick the play. Right. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah. So what, uh what, well, not that one, the one earlier in the game, whatever the case may be, what Harold Perkins does though, is that he is more comfortable playing off the line and it just gives you something a little bit more that you have to worry about and something else that is very key. So, you know, we all saw the iconic picture that Harold Perkins had of him just standing over Jackson dart, staring into his soul, Blake, um, <laughs> As was you're doing, outside it, a
0: haunted house.
1: <laughs> yeah, as I'm outside a haunted house, I, uh, I'm trying to make sure I don't get shanked out here. But at least, this he, li-
0: at least it's live on, uh, you know, it, we can catch the murderer. I'm
1: telling you. But he was staring down at his soul. The funny thing about it was he made that play look a lot easier than it actually was because most people of,
0: fall down on that first miss.
1: Most people do. I can assure you that. As someone who was a pass rusher, I fell down every time if I missed a quarterback. Every time, my, 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 I, did, I, did, I, don't, I don't have those Shakira hips, man. I, I can't turn. The, your hips the, the don't corner. lie, or your hips my, my, do lie. My, my hips don't only lie; they give out. Oh. Uh, mm. but, but Harold Perkins, the way that he was able to bend around the edge and still bring him down, and bring him down, you know, viciously as well, it, it, it's different. Like not many. He made that look a lot easier than, you know, what the actual play looked like. Another play that Harold Perkins made was, you know, Lane Kiffin a few years ago in 2020 ran this running back screen where, you know, you leave the edge player unblocked. He tried to do that twice. Harold Perkins blew it up both times. And the first time was really the most impressive one because not only was he able to disrupt the throw, he was able to get a hit on Jackson Dart by just barely touching him. Uh, and that shows the amount of power and the speed and the timing of everything. It's just sped up. And it's just those little things that he does that just changes everything that you want to do offensively. So I give Harold Perkins a lot of credit. He's special. He's everything that we thought he'd be in and even more.
0: The other guy that we don't talk about and had probably his best overall game on the stat sheet, not necessarily on the film, is Makai Wingo. Carter, right. I mean, he's just your best interior defensive lineman at this point. It's not really close. I mean, the guy can play the run. We saw him with a, a one and a half sacks. He closed the game out, moved all the way to the five technique, bull rushed a, deep, a tackle and got the sack. What are you seeing in Makai Wingo? I mean, let me and then let me ask you another question: Is he an all SEC performer? Is he playing like one? He's
1: got to be. I mean, look. You think uh, – I tweeted that's out earlier on Power Hour LSU. You know, we think about all these great numbers at LSU, right? Think about number one. 92, baby. 92. 90, 92. Drake
0: Nevis, uh, 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 Chandler. Like, who else is the 92s? Who am I leaving out?
1: Okay. Neil Farrell. Neil Farrell. But here, here, here's Shout out to the cut.
0: 251. Pooh Bear, it's Luke. coming in the chat. I already know. Shout out to I the 251.
1: <laughs> and Louis Neal. You want to talk oh! about – Lewis Neal is a deep cut. The no
0: gloves, you. no wristbands, Lewis Neal.
1: Lewis Neal, undersized DL, who, I mean, I love me some Lewis Neal. And 92 has always just been an overachieving defensive lineman, right? And that's all McConwin goes doing, He's overachieving. Um, you know, uh, Chris, I just saw his comment, you know, uh, pop up. No
0: mess no tackles.
1: Yeah, I mean, mm. it's just ridiculous how good he is you know he's got he's got great ball skills he's great at batting the football down at the line of scrimmage um he reads screens well he just reads the game so well and he's well balanced he's smart um very technically gifted and it's crazy because like his missouri film was good it wasn't like great his spring game actually was you know kind of rough but it is ridiculous how good this guy has been right he is really 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 special and Look, he's like a Benny Logan out there. I mean, he's just making plays left and right. And, you know, that's what the transfer portal can do. You get a Makai Gardner. You get a, you know, Greg Brooks. It's just amazing how much that one rule has just changed his sport.
0: All right, a couple more. I'll get you out of here. Is there something we didn't cover that you saw
1: that blew you away? Yeah, special teams got better. I I thought at the end of the game, uh, there was a few special teams adjustments that I would have made. But overall, you give, you know, Coach Polling a lot of credit uh, for doing a better job with that unit. And then, you know, just overall, BK just did such a great job coaching this game. And, you know, he's had, you know, in the two losses that LSU had this year, he objectively did not have the team ready to go, right? And it goes to show you how important it is to have the game plan set. And when the game plan doesn't work, make those changes, and get better as the game moves on. Give Brian Kelly a lot of credit. And look, you know, from from the top down, Blake, this roster's just getting better. And you look at just this 2023 class, you already have a lot of hits. You already got a high hit rate. So that's good, you know, for the future as well uh, of LSU football. So that really excites me, and it really excites your viewers as well.
0: Uh, one last question around the SEC, and Let's I'm do go, it. I'm gonna ask you about Alabama. Alabama, can you take them down? Can they take them down? Do you
1: do you yeah. think? Yeah, yeah, they can. I mean, look, this is not a complete Alabama team. They're not as good as they they used to be. Um, are they still top down the most talented team in the SEC? Yeah, probably so. Are they better than LSU? Yeah, probably so. But you know, both teams are coming off a bye and. Honestly, I just don't think Nick's done really that great of a job coaching this team. I think a lot of what this year's team has been for Alabama, and I've watched a decent amount of Alabama football this year, is I do think this is the rare case where the quarterback is carrying Nick instead of Nick doing the opposite, right? I don't think people quite understand what all Bryce Young does pre snap and post snap for this team. Blake, they don't have guys that can get open. And he's you know, fitting I, the
0: ball into very tight windows that only NFL, quality NFL quarterbacks can make.
1: And the bottom line is okay, so let's take the national championship game, if you will, right, from last year. Well, that was what that team looks like without Jamison Williams, right? And I think people forgot how many big-time plays Jamison Williams made in games that won them the game in games that would have been close otherwise, right? Like last year versus Tennessee, Jamison Williams caught the big touchdown to blow that game wide open. Last year versus Arkansas, Jamison Williams laid touchdown to make it a two-possession game. Last year versus LSU, he caught you know the big touchdown that they made it a two-possession game. We came back, made it close, whatever. Um, you know, th- they missed that game-breaker. And defensively, you know, they, they've had some really dominant, you know, performances. Obviously, Braswell's a good player for them. And, but, you know, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner's the story of that team. And now, Blake, the fun begins. Bingo. Number B- Say n- it. N- number seven, Elias Ricks. Oh, okay. I thought – go ahead. No, 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 no. Go, say what you were going to say. say. I thought you were
0: going to say after you said Dallas Turner and Will Anderson – you got the two freshmen. So we're about to see what we got.
1: About to see what we got, and that's obviously you know the big thing. So obviously, bro. It, it it, very quickly, if How Will Cam- if Will Campbell and Emory Jones hold their own against those two, Carter, you got a ball game. You got a ball game, and something else. It goes back to what you astutely said earlier: Blake Frederick Theodore Rafino the Third. I didn't mean to say your full name. But there you go. My uh, name's mean- not Theodore, but okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a joke. I don't I think know. anyone thought your name was You Theodore. used to call me Blake from Nottingham, if you remember. From Nottingham, from way back when. So, here's something that's really good, and it's very, very, very important. The receivers, the tight ends, and the running backs all block better. Okay, at the end of the first half, Josh Williams blew one blitz assignment. Other than that, pass protection from the chips were really good. That one Josh
0: Williams had, the one that he depleted a guy and then uh, Amory just laid on him.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you chip well, trust me, LSU's receivers can get open. They'll get open. So, you know, I, I feel better about LSU versus Alabama. I really, really, really do. And, you know, something else, you know, you say around the SEC – Um, So this week, this has been crazy. On Power Hour SEC, my SEC channel, um, I had a video just go berserk.
0: The Tennessee
1: one. The Tennessee one. So every – this is funny. Every Tennessee fan thinks I'm an Alabama fan. I talked about one play, one play that I thought was kind of questionable. But I was thinking about this earlier, Blake. Tennessee is about to make this the funnest college football playoff season we've ever had with four teams. There are so many different scenarios. Just because Tennessee beat LSU, that can happen, right? And you could be in a spot where three teams get into the playoff if a lot of things were to go their way. And something else that you have to keep in mind as an LSU fan is if you do win out, Gary Danielson brought this up at the end of the broadcast, let's just say LSU does win out. Probably not gonna happen. Very implausible, but it is plausible. If they do win out, there's no guarantee that they are for certain going to get in the playoffs. Especially since Tennessee. Well, if they US win out,
0: you don't think if they win out, you don't think they'll put the SEC champion in?
1: That's that's where it gets crazy. Because look, if they're putting Tennessee, the SEC champion in, you don't think? Yeah. No, because look, let's let's say Georgia beats Tennessee in a close game. And LSU beats Georgia? And LSU beats Georgia. Oh, they're in. Okay. So you're going to be telling Tennessee, who lost one close game, one, who blew LSU out in their building, you're going to tell Tennessee that they're not going to get in? Well, but see, Carter, even if you do it with Alabama,
0: right? Like, even if Alabama wins out and Georgia beats Tennessee... I'm just going to tell you right now, outside of Ohio State, Tennessee's better than everybody else. They're better than Michigan. They're better than Clemson. They're better than USC. They're better than everybody else. I'm sorry. Right. They Look, I, I hate to say – look, you know what's going to happen. This is the, I said this earlier uh, or late last week. This is the best case scenario for the 12-team playoff committee.
1: It is. It's the it best is. case scenario. It is. And look, Blake, I hate it. Look what you I started. I'm having a baby I, next
0: Wednesday. Look what you started. Blake Ducey says Blake's next kid better be named Theodore. Then you got my bro, then you got my brother in here laughing his ass off thinking and then now you got Stephen Fry saying Theo von Rafino.
1: Theo von. Hey. I like, I like Theo von. It's a good comic. I didn't like uh uh, he, he was a Tennessee fan for a little bit. Now he's back to LSU. But I will say this, okay? The Elvon being in Tiger Stadium was great this weekend. So was Drewski. We got him. We got him. Drewski <laughs> was there. And he, here's why Drewski was big, okay? Drewski was at the LSU-Auburn game in the Plains. So we got to get Drewski – Back in Tigers, whoever whoever's out there, I'm gonna be. It's a it's a
0: t- Ty Graves thing. If you're wondering. Yes,
1: yes. Mm-hmm. So sell some Kaniacs. Do whatever you can. Well, it's it, a part
0: of the nil allure. Just you know, ha- sources. So Drewski, we,
1: I I've, I was wondering uh, about that. You know, myself. I know I, I know someone close to them, and. We need Drewski and Tiger Stadium. We got to have him. We got him. We got to have Drewski, man. Um, Drewski's close with Zion. We got to have everybody in there, baby. Saturday night, Blake. Let's
0: go. Now you got Aunt Marshall saying Theodore Alvin Rafino. I mean. All right. Carter, go take care of your sister-in-law. We will see you next week, good sir. Let's hey, go. next Let's week, Alabama, who's going to be number one in the West? It, look, Carter, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season we'd be battling for the first in the West during the bye week, I called you crazy. Later, Let's dude. Go. Later. Let's go. Later, bud. All right, that's Carter the Power Bryant. My brother's in here. Love you, bro. Got to go. Proud of you. Thanks. And Marsha says, J.R. Belton doing work. What we do? What do we do? We got some breaking news here? Oh uh, no. <laughs> he is doing work. Maybe some of you should go and subscribe to the AYS message board and see the recruiting update as Desmond Ricks, the five star corner, has reclassified to 2023. All right, let's do this. Let's take our final break. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. We close it out. Let's talk the SEC. Let's talk Bama. Next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides. Over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor... State farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to the state farm underwriting requirements. This Carter the Power Bryant says thanks everyone. Yeah, go subscribe to his uh power hour SEC channel too. Uh let me just say this very quickly. I I I wanted to go around the SEC, but if you if you're on Twitter, if you have a pulse on Twitter or you and follow sports on Twitter, I, I got to say this about my guy, Big Game Boomer, man. I don't want to go over Fino's rancy on the show, but I might. <clears throat> Guys, I, if I've said it once, I've said it on this show a thousand times. Being a blue blood in college football does not mean jack shit when you kick that football off. It doesn't. Losing to Texas 49 to nothing if you're Oklahoma means nothing saying it's childish that the student section ran down after LSU beat out Al- uh, Ole Miss this past weekend. Meanwhile, the Oklahoma fan base or student section, I should say stormed the field when they beat Texas a season ago. We have the We have the video clip like bro. You have a hatred for an L- for LSU. You literally just said this on Twitter. Being a blue blood does not mean jack diddly shit when that football gets kicked off. It doesn't. And what is a blue blood? Right? Like, does, what does it matter? Nebraska's a blue blood doesn't mean that Northwestern in week zero or week one whenever they played didn't clap those ever-living cheeks. You're a blue blood in Oklahoma. Your cheeks got clapped by a mullet quarterback it doesn't mean anything. Like if you got a problem with LSU sounds good. But to every Oklahoma fan that is listening to this and will listen to the audio breakdown or the clip that we will have tomorrow morning. Welcome to the SEC. You're going to wish you didn't you weren't in this conference because it is a gauntlet. You think what Saban does is just easy? It's not easy. Welcome to it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. But don't let your hatred judge your takes. Let me give you an example. I hate Texas A&M, but if you've ever listened to this show, or if you ever have listened to me in Twitter spaces, I've talked about how I think that their defensive line is exceptional. Jimbo, I do not like Miami. And Miami's not good. But I'm not constantly bashing them at every waking moment. Eric Weinberger, a good friend over at Believe. Pooh Bear, you need to get to know him. Belichick just replaced Mac with Zapia. Uh Oh. Or Zap. I mean, that kid's been playing pretty well. All right, last one. We're getting out of here. Chris Lomax has hashtag asked Blake. How about LSU defense shutting down their opponent in the second half once again? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I mean, the, the <laughs> look, man, it, 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 was, it, was, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Uh, I'll say this to end the show. And he threw a TD poo? Yikes. Oh, and before we get out of here, to all my Yankees fans, when I die, let the entire Yankees roster be my pallbearers, so they can let me down one last time. I'm not rooting for the Astros. Go Phillies. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe.